Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Get Real with Mama Moines. I am your host, Emily Moines, and it has been another month since my last podcast. I definitely can say that um, since I've made the decision to go from doing weekly podcasts to monthly podcasts, I feel like there's so much I want to talk about. So many things pile up. A lot can happen in a month. And so I want to just get right into it. And today, here is what is on the agenda. Number one, I want to talk about where we're at today with the book club and uh, when those podcasts, when you can expect to start hearing um, me having a conversation with a panel of women. And we're going to be discussing each individual chapter. I've reached out to everyone that expressed interest in coming onto the podcast. I have sent all the books out to everyone and I have been in touch with most of you. I have sent emails out. If you haven't responded to my email, I know there's still a few. Let me know which chapter resonated the most with you. And then I will bring you on and we're going to have a conversation about it. So I'm super excited about getting that going. I think it's going to be, um, I just love to be in touch with this community that I have here on Instagram. Um, that's where most of my followers are and it's 90% women. And I think that bringing you on and just getting a different perspective or just getting your take on that chapter or just you sharing your story will hopefully resonate with others as well. And um, I'm really looking forward to getting that um, uh, underway. And I'm thinking right now, based on the women that I've already spoken to and how far they are in the book, some have read it, some read it in one night, and some are not quite finished. So I'm thinking maybe second week of March, I will keep everyone updated. We can start uh, recording our very first podcast. So I'm excited about that. So that's where we are there. Secondly, I wanted to tell you guys about um, my little weight loss journey that I haven't really posted. I was going to, I was going to post it on um, Instagram. And I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you're like me, but I feel like sometimes I want to just take a step back from Instagram when there's more important things going on in this world. And, and I'll tell you exactly what it is that I'm referring to. Um, if you don't follow politics, I live in Canada and ah, my God, I'm telling you what's going on in Canada right now is really kind of, it is leaving me, it's kind of shook. I'm a little bit shook about it. Um, it is unprecedented times here. Um, if you don't follow the politics, we do have a protest going on in our nation's capital. It's been going on for about three weeks now. Um, it's the truckers convoy. And it, I mean, they really are, um, the world is watching. The world is watching what's happening in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And I have made a decision actually to um, not even watch mainstream media anymore. Uh, I used to try and listen to both ends. And I find that even both sides now are really spinning uh, what's happening. I have such a, a problem with a reporter saying um, something that is, uh, what am I trying to say? I need to see the proof. You can't just come on mainstream media and, and say that something is happening without tangible proof 
Like if you're going to say that a bicycle was intentionally thrown by a protester at a horse to intentionally maim and hurt the horse, let's see the bicycle, let's see the footage. You can't just say that and then there's nothing to back it up. So, and that's for both sides. So I've decided I'm not watching mainstream, mainstream media, media anymore. I, um, for the most part, am listening and, and watching a lot of people that are actually just regular folk downtown Ottawa with their cameras going every day, 24 seven. Um, I mean, you can't really dispute that you're seeing it live, you're seeing it in the moment. So that's really what where I'm sort of getting my information from. And, um, and I just feel like it's worse. There's such divisiveness now in this country. Um, there is so much, um, there is so much controversy and I just don't, I'm having a really hard time with trust and trusting and who do you trust and who was telling the truth and nothing makes sense and COVID doesn't make sense. And they're, you know, you listen to one side and they have their facts and their stats and you listen to the other side and they have their facts and their stats. And it's like, oh my God, this is becoming exhausting. It's sad what's happening. And um, I don't want to make light of the situation by going on Instagram and posting my success story in my weight loss journey. And so that's why I haven't been posting it on Instagram. Um, but I can tell you that um, I have lost about 10 pounds in the last month or so. And I have done it by literally, this is all I've done, you guys, <laughs> counting my calories. I'm shocked, really am shocked at how many calories I was consuming not really paying attention to it. Like literally have no idea. Like I would eat a handful of nuts, like just grab a handful of nuts. I have them out on my counters all the time. There's walnuts, pumpkin, um, pumpkin seeds. Um, there are almonds. I just have nuts there. It's a healthy fat, but it just was never really, wasn't conscientious of how many calories I was actually putting into my body, but just grabbing a handful of nuts here and a handful of nuts there insane. So I have this app that actually my son, Blake told me about it, put it on my phone and I just log in. Every time I eat something, I log it. There's also a barcode. You can actually scan the barcode. I sound like this is an ad, but I'm swear to God, this is not an ad. I'm not even going to tell you the name of the app because this is not an ad. It's just, I've become conscientious of calories in calories out. That's all it is. And I have been trying to take off this COVID weight for so freaking long and nothing has been working. And I, you know, would tell myself I'm eating healthy and I have pretty much for the most part been eating healthy. I'm just eating the wrong foods that are really calorie dense and too much of it. So that's that 10 pounds, bye-bye gone in one month, just from being conscientious 
of the calories I'm actually putting into my body. Like for example, eggs, I had no idea. Like I can eat a hard boiled two or three or four hard, hard boiled eggs. What I love to do is I will split it in half. I'll take out the yolk and then I'll put a little bit of mayo, tomato, one slice of bacon. I used to have like 10, um, a little avocado. So good for you. So healthy. And I can eat, you know, three or four of those and have the same calorie count as I used to have by eating the whole egg with bacon, with toast. You know what I'm saying? That's my point. Calories in, calories out. I'm pretty much eating whatever I want. I just am doing my calories. And I think it's uh, it's just a little under 1300 calories a day. So that's it. It's like, okay, Emily, if you've gotten to four o'clock in the afternoon and you've consumed your 1300 calories, well, then you're done. You're done. There's no more to eat. And it's worked for me for the most part. So um, that's that. And I've also have been getting some questions from you guys in my DMs about what, what is my take on the Kanye West, Kim Kardashian situation, which I find kind of funny because I don't follow the Kardashians um, anymore. I used to many years ago when my daughter was still living at home and she would watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, we would sit and watch it together. But I haven't really been keeping up with Keeping Up for a long, long time. So I don't really follow what's happening with the Kardashians. I mean, I, I, I was a little bit following the Travis, oh my God, Travis Scott. Yes, because there's two Travises now, right? Travis Parker, yeah, Travis Scott with the, um, the concert that he had put on where they were all those deaths. I was following a little bit then because I was just, I just couldn't believe that he did not, was not aware and did not know that was happening, that was going on. Out, out in the audience while he was at his uh, concert. So I sort of started following it a little bit at that point in time and them, but I don't, for the most part, don't follow the Kardashians. However, when I started getting people asking me, I started sort of looking into it. And what I did do was I started following Kanye on Instagram, which I'd never done before. And so what do I have to say about the Kim and Kanye situation? Okay. I find it highly disturbing to be completely honest with you. And I think these women that have asked me to sort of voice my opinion on what's happening, I think it's because they can see similar traits and characteristics that Kanye is displaying. And what I mean by that is I find his behavior disturbing. Um, he is acting very possessive of Kim. He has almost, in my mind, is coming unhinged. He is relentlessly posting on Instagram, then deleting, then posting, then deleting. He is attacking um, Kim's new boyfriend, Pete Davidson. Um, he's referring to him as Skeet. He is attacking Kim and her parenting skills. He is just coming after everyone. He wants his family back. Kanye, this is not how you go about getting your family back. You are, you would scare the shit out of me at this point. The possessiveness, the manipulation. 
the uh, yeah, I, I I would feel like I, I need a restraining order. I I swear to you, if I was in Kim's situation, <clears throat> I would be highly concerned. I would be more so concerned over her boyfriend, Pete Davidson, um, because there's a lot of crazy people in this world, you guys. There are sick, deranged people in this world. And when Kanye is continuously putting out derogatory um, and very um, hurtful and attacking Pete Davidson for now dating his ex-wife, there are people out there that I would not put, put it past them that to support Kanye, they would actually hurt Pete Davidson. Now, Kim did put out a text message asking her him to stop and that she's concerned for um, someone hurting Pete. And then Kanye actually posts it. He posts it in his Instagram, a private conversation, a private text that he was having with his wife. He then posts on Instagram. I honestly, I think a restraining order at this point is in order. I would not feel safe. And I feel like he is really displaying tendencies of someone who is obsessive, possessive, narcissistic, controlling, manipulating, and he's kind of come off his rocker. I'm sorry, Kanye. I don't follow. I've never followed you before. Don't know who really I've, I've never followed even them as a couple, but just because you guys have asked me to give you my two cents worth, and I started sort of doing a little bit of the research and looking into what's going on, it's not good. It's scary to me. It's scary. It's nothing to be taken lightly. That is how I feel about that. Honestly, um, I think Kim needs to really take this seriously because I feel like he's going to stop at nothing nothing to get what he wants and ultimately what he wants is Kim and the family back together and what do you do when she's not interested like it is over for her she is done like I was watching an episode of keeping up with the Kardashians after you guys have asked me to weigh in and there was an episode where she was freaking out petrified terrified because she had gotten her <clears throat> sorry, her spray tanner. She sat on one of, I don't know, it was like a marble tabletop or something. So she sat on this marble tabletop and she got her spray tanner came off on the marble and then she couldn't get it off the marble. And she was literally panicking, panicking because she was um, so afraid of how Kanye was going to react. Like what? That tells me that girl has probably been walking on eggshells around him for a very long time. And so what do you do? What do you do when he is not taking no for an answer? That to me is a little bit scary. Anyway, so that is my take on that, the whole Kim and Kanye situation. Um, I also understand that he's coming out with the documentary, which will be interesting to see um, sort of his upbringing and how he got to where he is today. Um, he does do a lot of bragging on uh, social media of how rich he is, how much money he has. 
Um, and I believe he's been, I could be wrong on this, but I believe he has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, I believe. And so, you know, with bipolar disorder, it's highly recommended that you stay on medication, that you take medication. And so it's a mental illness and, uh, you know, it's something that should not be taken lightly and uh, you should stay on your medication. So I am a little bit worried as to how this is all going to unfold and pan out. So that's my take there, um, not to be taken lightly, not to be messed with. And uh, perhaps Kim, a restraining order might be in order at some point. Okay, so I've touched on the weight loss, what's happening in Canada, the book, Kanye West. And then I just, uh, people are also asking me about The Bachelor and am I watching The Bachelor and what do I think of Clayton? Okay, so when I decided that I was not gonna watch any more news, I'm just tired of listening to the news. I think it just really can just wreak havoc on your mental health. I actually also um, disconnected my cable. I canceled my cable. So all I have right now is like my, you know, my Prime, um, Amazon Prime, Netflix, YouTube. That's really all I watch. I'm not a big TV watcher anyway. I watch a little bit of TV maybe in the evening, but that's it. So that's all I have. So I'm not watching The Bachelor anymore, but I did watch, I think, I believe I watched the first three or four episodes and then I canceled my cable after that. So here's my take. Here's what, here's, here, here's my thing. I've always been a massive Bachelor, Bachelorette fan from way back in the day from when it started. I've loved watching The Bachelor. I stopped watching The Bachelor probably around Colton season. And I didn't watch anything after that. And I didn't start watching it again until Blake was on the show. So I missed a lot of like um, Colton and um, what's her name? Hannah, Hannah Brown. Um, Peter Weber. Um, so I didn't really watch those seasons, but then I did listen to a lot of the recappers because I sort of wanted to um, sort of get a feel for what's happening now in the bachelor world after knowing that Blake was going to go on the show. And I, what I found is that it's just for me, doesn't feel like the same show anymore. It feels like there's a lot of drama, a lot of nonsense, a lot of needless, um, hurtful. Uh, um, I just find that there's just so much uh, just disparaging um, conversations that people are having and just mean and just something that I have felt like the drama has taken over um, what I was watching the show for in the first place, which was just really that feel good, you know, falling in love moment, which I did believe in, to be totally honest. Maybe I'm naive, but I did really believe in it. I mean, there's so many couples that back in the day when I was watching it, I was really um, believed in the process. And that's like, I'm talking like you're Sean Lowe and Catherine and Ryan and Trista and Molly and Jason and, you know, those couples, right? So I really did believe in those couples and, um, and was watching the show for the, that reason. And I find that lately it has just sort of become more about the drama and than anything else. So I'm just have not really been as into it. And what about Clayton himself? You guys are asking me, listen, I feel bad for the guy. I really do. 
I feel like this poor guy is really taking it on the chin. He is getting so much hate, apparently, and undeservingly. I mean, he is not a bad person, you guys. He comes across to me as just a genuinely nice guy. Yes, he's a bit boring. Yes, he lacks charisma. He lacks that um, je ne sais quoi quality about him, but he's not a bad person. And I feel bad for everyone that's coming at him. And, you know, you shouldn't have been the bachelor and you're so boring and you're so undecisive. And why are you keeping this girl around? And why are you keeping that girl around? Well, you know, a lot of that is production as well, right? You can't just blame the lead. And also a lot of times they are not pervy to what's happening in the house. So they don't know, they're not aware that all this other drama is going on behind the scenes. So as much as, you know, the ratings have gone down and people are coming after him and they don't like him and they don't like the show and they don't like, you know, it's not, I just, it's not warranted. He's not a bad person. He's not a mean spirited person. I've stopped watching it. I get a lot of my, um, what's, ha what's happening in Bachelor Nation by, you know, tuning into the odd podcast here and there and following, you know, the fan accounts, but I haven't been watching the show and I haven't been watching the show because for me, it's just as lost, has lost its appeal, but it, it ha didn't, hasn't started with Clayton. Like I said, I stopped watching it back when I think Colton was The Bachelor. So um, that's what I have to say about that. I said, you know, give him a break. I think he was on Nick Vial's podcast and mentioned that there was times in the first three weeks that he actually regretted becoming The Bachelor. And I think that's kind of sad. I really do. I mean, you know, I mean, people are coming at him so hard that he can't open up a DM and that he regrets being a bachelor, being The Bachelor. That's, you know, sad to me. And no one's perfect, you guys. No one is perfect. Cut him some slack. You know, if you if you don't like the show, don't watch it. But don't go into his DMs and, you know, tell him how shitty he is and how bad he was at this and how, you know, just it really can be so damaging to one's mental health. Um, and I know he signed up for it, but I don't think he signed up for all the hate that he's getting. So that's what I think about that. Um, and I think I've covered it all. So that's it. Um, thanks for listening to another episode. I feel like this was so boring, but I really just wanted to get you caught up. And the good part, the good stuff is going to come. Honestly, you guys, when we start uh, talking about and diving right into um, rising up, rebuilding a kick-ass life, breaking the cycle when we start going into chapter by chapter and we're going to have this great assembly of women coming on. That's when it's going, these podcasts I think are going to be really interesting and a little bit juicy. And I am here to help to motivate, inspire, encourage, and empower you guys. So listen in. There's going to be eight weeks, chapter by chapter of how to become the best version of yourself how to ditch that shitty relationship, how to get your confidence back and how to rebuild your 
fucking kick-ass life because I think we all deserve to be on this earth and living the best damn life that we can because we only have one shot at this. You only live once and life is way too short to not be living anything but kick-ass life. And I will be back in about a, about a month or so to start our book club on how to rebuild a kick-ass life. Thanks for listening. And I will see you all then. Bye guys.